Yo, what up, family? This is AJ. Just a little bit of housekeeping before this week's episode. Um, So this week we discussed the Trayvon Martin documentary that's on the Paramount Network and simulcast on BET. And we misspoke when we said that George Zimmerman was convicted. He was charged with second degree murder, but not convicted. Um, just a quick, um, you know, mistake on our part, as well as just a mispronunciation of our special guest. Her name um, kept saying Trisha Bells, and it's Trisha Bell. Mrs. Trisha Bell um, had her social media handle on our mind during the episode, so we kept saying Bells by mistake. So she's so awesome; she didn't want to embarrass us and correct us during the episode. But please check out and support Mrs. Trisha Bell at T Bells on all social media platforms. All right, family. Thank y'all. Enjoy the episode. Peace. Oh. Some of people's one time. Ladies and gentlemen, what up, what up, what up? What Avery's up, not here to mock me this morning, so I get to say my normal <laughs> intro. Yep. This is AJ. This is uh, I'm in here with Eve, and we got a special guest. I'm going to hold off on what that is. But this is Across the Intersection podcast. Uh, as always, you can ingest our wonderful podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. You know, I'm still a little mad at Google. I, you know, I hate when Google does this. Well, no, the, the, the only problem that I have with Google Podcasts is... Uh, by the way, y'all, we love Google Podcasts. Okay. But they always roll out these new platforms with but, no fanfare. But the platform is banging. It's I know. Just that, it's I agree. just that I don't see that share... Uh, link on it so that I can you know so basically when I've been sharing these podcasts I've had to go back to Google Play to get a uh, a link to you know to get the link to send it out but the current bo- uh, Google podcast does not have, does not have that, that share part yeah. that's the only I issue I always have. listen to trash from iPhone people they be like see this is why I got an uh, Apple product I'm like Google rolls out these good platforms but no fanfare. They just kind of throw it out there and you well, just kind of like. I think they're just trying to see who's paying attention. And we anyway. were. Anyway, we are on Google Podcast. So please hit us up. Yeah. As, and also follow us on social media. We are uh, on Twitter at Across This and on Facebook, uh, Across the Intersection. Please hit us up. Um, if you were on that Apple platform, even though I was just denigrating that joint, please, uh, <laughs> please give us five stars. <laughs> five stars. Yeah, please, please give us that five stars. We want to get those stars up off you to uh, get our get our ratings up so please give us five stars and a good rating on all the other platforms please subscribe 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 now back to the special guest we have in here with us today so avery's not with us today shout out to avery he's working on some special projects for us uh mr smith but this is one of the few times and i was just telling before we started this is one of the few times i love the internet because things like this just pop off because of the internet. So we have Miss Trisha Bells in here with us. So this started, Eve sent me a message earlier this week talking yeah. about her podcast. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out, you know, bet. Yes. And so then you tweeted and, and uh, you linked me on the tweet. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 we got you. Just, let's hook up in the future, you know, just good, old <laughs> just good old, you know, Christian stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah, I'm in D.C. Let's, I was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> And so I listened to a couple of episodes. I was like, oh, the episodes are dope. I was like, yeah, if you ever want to come, we could do a phone in. She's like, well, I'm in the D.C. area. Yeah. If you trying to get it yeah. in this week. And I was like, are we getting ready to do this like today? Yes. So, so this is this, this how it just popped off. So this is one of the few times, you know, the Internet is more than just the trolls that we see on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes good, real dope connections can uh, can pop off. So, yeah. 
my my wife is funny. My, she's not here. I wish she was in the, she, this morning when I was telling you because last night because it happened so fast. Yeah, I was like, babe, we we gonna have a guest here this morning. We cool? She's like, yeah, yeah, we're fine. And so I was telling her who it is. She's like, wait a minute, is that um? Hey, yo, babe, that's her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. You did she the loves voice that really song. well. She loves that track. So <laughs> oh, that's shout awesome. out to your husband. Shout out to Daryl. She my my wife loves that track. She she keeps that on repeat. That's what's up. So <laughs> Have you like, ever been referred to as Stephen the Levite's wife? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> we can talk about that. Yeah. That's, a, that's another episode, right? Yeah. But that's literally what she said. You were talking yet we were talking yesterday. She was like, Hey yo, babe, that's her? And I was like, Yeah, that's she was like, oh, okay. Oh so yeah. Funny. It's all, it's all. So anyway. We are here, um, and we're gonna do our our, our normal tangential uh, right chicanery. Well, hopefully, we won't go the, too far in the yeah. tangents, because uh, man. You know. So we were chatting um, pre-pro real quick about um, this Trayvon Martin um, documentary that's going on. So if you if you haven't seen it, it's on the Paramount Network, and I think BET is doing a simulcast. Props to BET. Yeah. yeah. This is this is a long way from the uncut. Remember BET uncut and that kind of nonsense. It's like I, all I, that it's chicanery. A mess. a mess for these young, for all of the millennials out exactly. there. Exactly. The or BET, the Generation the, the, Z. Everybody who came yeah, before anybody, the Xers. Yeah. Any, anybody after Gen X. If you don't understand, BET was some trash. In the no, no, 90s. no, 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 no. Wait a second. Let's start from it the beginning. Have, in the beginning, BET was, was on point. And yes. then um, it had, Teen well, Summit Teen and Summit. all that. Okay, was so amazing. let me take that yeah, back. So it, it did have Teen off, Summit and yes. did have a couple good. But like mid to late 90s, it was trash. It was terrible. It was crazy. like, it was video show after video show after video show after yeah. video show. And then, and that then college it would end with BET Uncut. That was like the icing on the top. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't know what I don't and know I will what tell happened. you, as an unsaved young man in his adolescence yeah. with hormones running wild, mm. BET Uncut was the last thing I needed to see. Absolutely. So the stuff that BET is doing now, you know, everything is not great, but it is light years from where it was about Absolutely. 15 years ago. And everybody so. blames it on Viacom, but some of that craziness started, started happening before. prior yeah, to yeah, this. It started before. So I remember the in the beginning, not the very beginning, but, you know, BET was, was really, really good, you know, yeah. and like the- Wholesome. Yeah, it, yeah, actually, <laughs> you know, and then something happened in the 90s they started and, making so, money they started making money that's what it was but it was making money before that's why ugh, it was making sense they started making dollars <laughs> uh, <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> there you go but anyway so the it's called Rest in Power the Trayvon Martin story mm -hmm. um, it's a six part docu-series and I think they're up to about part four right now mm -hmm. and it's amazing it's very it's eloquently done I yeah. love the way that it's done I, just because I, I like stories and so I'm just watching the way in which it's done and they they go into the backstory mm -hmm. of because they introduced um, Trayvon's dad and his new fiance like mm -hmm. they went all the way in yeah you know because the way it was painted before like his parents was together and it was now they was divorced mm -hmm. like so they showed both sides which I appreciate yeah because sometimes we like to gloss over those types of things and it's so, an American story and yeah, I like it's, that yeah, part. it's an yeah. American story so yeah. they gloss they they didn't gloss over those details um they showed how his dad left. Um, Orlando and moved to Sanford and for those of you who don't know Sanford is a suburb outside of Orlando mm -hmm. a little nicer area mm -hmm. and some of the things that happen when black families move to nicer areas mm -hmm. so you know just giving that that really good um, backstory and then of course we know the Skittles and uh, Arizona and pop pop bang bang um, but the the thing that you know that really jumped out to me and I'd love to hear you guys take on it was the fact that they interviewed a lot of George Zimmerman's friends um, from, you know, when he was coming up. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, George Zimmerman is biracial. 
His mom is Latino or Latina. Mm-hmm. I want to keep yeah. it correct, gender correctness here. And his his dad is Caucasian. That's the Zimmerman. Um, and they interviewed some of his friends who were Hispanic. They were like, you know, coming up, we were all just Hispanic, just guys coming up. Mm-hmm. But George married a white young lady, and all of a sudden he changed his image, and he was more like, no, I'm just a white guy. I'm George Zimmerman. Distanced himself from. You mean his father married a white lady? And well, no, George also oh, George, married. Yeah, yeah George's okay. wife yeah. was also white. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And so once George got married, he distanced himself from his Hispanic community or whatever mm-hmm. and was just like no nah, i'm just george like you know <laughs> miss me with all of that other stuff you know the burritos and all that other stuff he was enjoying the privileges of being white now with, with his white wife is what they were explaining on on the show mm-hmm. good thank you mm-hmm. um and but it wasn't until the conviction right all of a sudden they tried his mom back out and all of a sudden, you know, it's like, hey, I'm El Giorgio. You know, and you're like, hold on, man. You you know, his friends, like it's, his literal it's friends. It's Jorge now. It's Jorge. Oh, Jorge, right. thank you. Not El Giorgio. There we go, B, you know. I'm gender insensitive today and now I'm racially insensitive. <laughs> I'm Jorge, right? But even his friends were like, like the dude that we know, this wasn't the guy that we knew. He mm-hmm. kind of turned into some other guy, which I thought, ah, man, that's that's so typical. Now that you are incarcerated, or at least convicted, he wasn't incarcerated, he was convicted of shooting this black kid, all of a sudden, now, hey, 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 I'm Hispanic, what's going on, guys, I'm not racist, which was a stark difference to what some of his friends had um, had had seen of him from his, you know, behavior over the, I don't know, 10, I don't know how, they didn't really give a time frame, yeah. they didn't really give a context. Yeah. 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 <laughs> This is You're something like, that, all right, that's whatever, George. No, no it's just, no, it, I, and I don't know, you know, if this will hit the cutting room floor, but was he convicted of shooting him? Yes, second degree murder. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He was convicted. Um, that's what the, uh, what's the lady, uh, the DA? The DA. Yes. That lady in the red, I forget her name. Yes. The DA from that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the second thing that jumped out to me, and this is just me as a black man in America. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is something I talk about with my, I think I've talked about it with you guys on here before, not you specifically, mm-hmm. I'm assuming Avery would be sitting there, mm-hmm. um, is this is one of my reservations, honestly, just keeping it 100, of moving to white neighborhoods. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want, like, I have a son. My son is 10 years old, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't want that trauma. Absolutely. Like, I don't I don't need that trouble. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't mind living in a black neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? We might not have all the amenities that white neighborhoods have. Let's just keep it 100. Well, in this yeah. area, you know? in this area, black neighborhoods do, but well, they, <laughs> Mitchellville, I mean, we have, this is PG County, so yeah, this, this is, might be an exception. Though. No, no, this is, this is what, what they call black excellence. But if you, if you do a side-by-side comparison, it ain't white excellence. This yeah. is just America, it's right? Different. Um, but because those thoughts cross your mind. You say, well, maybe we should move over here. Maybe we should move over there and have better, quote-unquote, opportunities or have better this or better that. And you're like, you know what? Are the opportunities worth having to go through right. what these people are, are going through? And right. it's like, you know what? And there are probably, and there are probably other cultural reasons, you know? Yeah. Both of you guys have kids, mm-hmm. you know, and there are probably other cultural reasons cultural reasons for wanting to raise your child in, at minimum, a diverse environment. Absolutely. You know, maybe at best a black, you know, progressive environment, maybe... A, a diverse one yeah. because your kid is looking like they're observing yeah. they're, they're spending 18 years in observation mode yeah. and for a lot of that space of time they're not communicating to you what they're observing they're right. just you know and then they, they there's no 
you have to they're, they're not necessarily the, the the people who would actually be able to interpret or properly exactly. interpret what they see so there are a lot of black kids um, who grew up in certain environments where they did not see basic, regular black people walking around. Yeah. You know, the doctor down one street, the attorney down the other, the teacher down the third, mm-hmm. and, you know, basic family structure. Yeah. Right. You know, the, the only people that they saw with those basics did not look like them. Mm-hmm. And uh, without being able to articulate it, their brain reached conclusions yeah. about life yeah. based on that. And that's part of what a lot of Stockholm syndrome and double consciousness comes from mm-hmm. is when parents only expose their kid to uh, to people not looking like them mm-hmm. who are able to have, you know, productive and progressive and normal lives. And then the kid grows up only seeing people who look like him on television in trouble with the law yeah. and reaches conclusions based on that. So I think yeah. that it's actually good, you know, to at at best or, you know, as one option to raise your kid in a diverse environment so they at least see people who look like them being progressive and being, you know, members of society that we that we are, you know, productive yeah. members of society, um, instead of just, you know, only seeing other people uh, in that arena. So, you know, there are a lot of reasons, I think, mm-hmm. for people to, to raise their kids in uh, environments in which they actually see people who look like them doing something with their lives. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I realized the importance of that. Like, my son was born in 2008, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. up until a year and a half ago, right, the only president he could visualize was Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, like, when I would talk to him about that thing, like, yeah. and I would listen to him, I'm like, man, this is such a stark difference from when I was a kid. Right. Like, that's the only president he could visualize. So when he thought power, when he thought presidential, yeah. he only thought about Barack Obama. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that's amazing. That like amazing. We, we really gloss over stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you bring up the black doctor, the black business owners, we don't realize the impacts that those things can have yeah. on children. Yeah. You know, when, when they see people that look like them. Like, remember the, the little boy that wanted to touch Barack's hair? Like, yeah, yeah. You got waves, bro? <laughs> like, what? Your wave gets like strong, me. you know what yeah. I mean? Do you have hair like mine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. man sitting in the White House. That, w- that was an amazing picture. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the beauty of living in Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn is is extremely diverse. Um, and our kids just being able to see people who look like them who also were doctors, lawyers, and, you know, have these uh, just amazing, uh, you know, tax brackets <laughs> um, the tax bracket game is strong yeah yes. but i mean but they we also lived in brownsville so mm-hmm. they saw both they exactly saw a lot of, they went to school in prospect heights and we lived in brownsville so mm-hmm. you know they they've gotten a lot of the you know seeing both you know uh you know both both uh places <laughs> so yeah it's it's been you know i i agree i think it's good for kids to be able to see that and grow up in that but you know it's a hard, um, I think it's a hard decision to kind of um, make or kind of think through And if you don't have that privilege. If you don't have that privilege, how can you um, bring them up in this these different type of environments? Yeah. So I think it's, man, it's, yeah. So but I, I think, think that people can, can do, some people I think can do a little bit more because even if because of your tax bracket, not you specifically, mm-hmm. but a person's tax bracket, they oh, are no, limited. Oh, no, speak that, speak <laughs> They are limited. <laughs> But but even if I'll they're name that lim- and claim that, <laughs> but like even if they're limited to, I'm talking about in the opposite direction. Yeah. Oh, okay. Even if they're limited to a blighted neighborhood, yeah, you know that's homogenous in in every possible way. Mm-hmm. If you live in a in a dynamic city mm-hmm. like New York mm-hmm. or D.C., 
like these urban areas have all kinds of resources. Yeah. And I understand one thing that poverty does, and one of the sins of it is that uh, it puts parents on survival mode. Mm-hmm. So right. you have to be a special type to step back from the two seconds you have to think, to say, oh, let me get my kid involved, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um, but still, when you live in these types of communities, you have all kinds of resources at your disposal, and your kid doesn't have to only be exposed to the three-block radius in right. which you live, where right. it's nothing but blight, blight, and more blight. And so, you know, there, so there is a, you know, a responsibility in that sense and an opportunity, yeah. even if you're living in poverty in one of these uh, types of environments. Museums are all over the place, yeah. you know, camps, you know, people mm-hmm. paying for camps, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff are there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, you know, you guys are the parents, so let me be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but, you know, that's that's one part of it. But, you know, there's we it's almost like we have a duty. Mm-hmm. We we and I just mean as human beings. Like we we have a duty to make sure that not just, you know, black people or people of color, whatever, you know, label you want to use, you know, label du jour. But we have a, like almost like a responsibility that those in dominant culture see affluent people, people who are, you know, upwardly mobile mm-hmm. and who are about their business. Right. Like we have a we have a responsibility that I mean, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. You know, we can say, well, I got to speak for the whole race. You do. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You know, it's like you guys are women. Why you got to watch your back at night? You just do. Mm-hmm. You're women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is it fair? No, but is it the way it is? It's kind of like, yeah, that's the way it is. And so I have to make sure that I'm I'm presenting the the best picture because if I'm not, the next time they see a guy that looks like me, they're gonna think negatively about him, right? The the reason Zimmerman probably thought that way about them because of the last guy he might have seen. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving him any benefit of the doubt. You just you know that there are multiple factors that played into that. Right. So if I run across like you know this is where we we can't really downplay stereotypes, mm-hmm. right? Because at the heart of stereotypes, there was some truth somewhere. Mm-hmm. So if I run yeah, it across, it might have been a truth applied to one person in one circumstance, and it got overblown into a stereotype. Mm-hmm. But but so that might be the the, the truth. That might be the quote truth, unquote, right? Yeah. But but that's my whole point about representing more than just yourself. Unfortunately, we have the burden. So if Zimmerman or people of his ilk, because as we could, you saw from the documentary, all the millions of dollars that was flowing into his accounts, there were more people of his ilk, right? They run across one young black kid who mouths off and give him the middle finger, throw trash in the yard, whatever. Mm-hmm. Best believe the next time they see a young black kid, mm-hmm. they're going to think that. Yeah. Right. And that's unfortunate. And it is a stereotype, but it is also reality. Yeah. And that, but the reason, and the reason for that is because all of us are swimming in the same sauce. And that sauce is called white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've heard just recently a lot of people will say, because every once in a while you'll find, you know, a black person or a quote unquote person of color who actually believe some of the same things oh, yeah. that uh, that racially biased people believe. Absolutely. I encounter it all the time with people that I personally know mm. who are Christians, who are basically uh, towing the line, you know, following the the the, the points, um, you know, the things that, that the press might might say, depending on which press you're listening to, mm-hmm. about certain groups of people, you know, or listening to John MacArthur, you know, and people like that who will basically, yes, who will basically we say... We went on Johnny Mac a few months ago, yeah, girl. You, you but, now. Check, but, check our catalog. You know, but they'll, you. but they'll just they'll just listen and regurgitate yeah. and, you know, and, 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 and assume that the gospel, you know, I just preach the gospel means that they, 
uh, preached two sentences in the New Testament mm-hmm. in, in, in social gospel is someplace else and the right. real gospel is over here yeah. instead of even just basically looking at Jesus's life. Yeah. So I'm saying all this to say that a lot of people will question why some people of color will have um, a lot of the perspectives of white supremacists or people who agree with the system of white supremacy. And the reason is they're swimming in the same sauce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The white supremacy thing, just like a fish in a bowl, you know, they're impacted by the same water, no matter what color the fish is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's some people like the people sitting at this table, for example, who would say, no, something is wrong. No, that's not right. Yeah. You know, let's be deliberate about and exposing ourselves to, you know, the great things about us. But other people just kind of kind of go with the flow. Yeah, that's a good segue, because there was actually a black preacher who did have that line of thought. Right. I told you all I'm a professional here. <laughs> so. If you guys don't, if you guys have been under a rock for the last twelve months, there was a riot in Charlottesville last year, last August, almost a year. Oh, I guess it is a year. It is August. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, there was a right wing parade march, whatever, in Charlottesville, Virginia, um, last August that turned. Uh, we say it's deadly, a tad, yeah, yes. a tad bit deadly. Yep. Uh, killed the young lady. Um, what was her name? And she was only. She was in her early thirties. The guy that ran her over with the car. I forget her name. Mm -hmm. But the the, the riot turned deadly. And so there was a gentleman who was there as a part of that right-wing organization, Ken Parker. He had joined other white nationalists who decided to descend upon Charlottesville, Virginia. Just just on a side note, for people who are not from the D.C. area, I tell people all the time, you drive 45 minutes south of D.C. and it is the south. Oh, yeah. With an F, south. (laughs) Like DC, I told my one time, like once you get past the DC, that's the South. Outside the Beltway, yeah, you get outside the Beltway, that's the South. Just as an aside, a few years ago, I went to this conference in um, in Nashville. Yep, it was Nashville, Mm. and you know, I think my brain thinks I could do anything. I'm basically a teenager, you know. I I just put something (laughs) could come to my mind, and I'm like, okay, I can go, you know. Yeah. And so it was in Nashville. I looked, I was like, that's nine hours away. I'm able to, you know, I'm a big road tripper anyway, Mm -hmm. and I was going by myself for the first time to anything oh, you really beast. but right. my point in saying this well the the i've driven to nashville it's yeah a, it's a beast but, of but a the thing is but i wasn't even you know all i knew was i wanted to go down there was going to help me with my entrepreneurship it was yeah. called the quitters conference it was it was a great conference and but and so but it turned out yes it was it was a long drive <laughs> but my point though <laughs> is that when i got you know out of the dc area with you know out, outside of the beltway and i was taking 66 and 81 basically yep. for mm-hmm. those who know the map uh the state of virginia is shaped like a triangle and along the western part of it are the blue ridge mountains so anyway when i got to those roads <laughs> and then went so Lock far your doors <laughs> girl. keep it moving right and you know that part of virginia is so far west that when you leave the state you're not going into north carolina you're going into tennessee yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. No, i but, know yeah you get that that little yeah, bottom that little part Roanoke. you don't even hit north no so, but when I, after a while, I, I, the Blue Ridge Mountains were beautiful, mm-hmm. but I was looking around at the people and the, the, tr- the, the, tr- the pickup trucks and, you the, shook? and I was like, I'm not getting off at this, 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 uh, you by rest stop. Yes. I, I just, I said, oh, I'm just going to go to this conference. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking Don't I was do just, that again. but, <laughs> but I was, and after a while I was looking around, I'm glad it was light outside. Right. I was looking around at the people and things changed only a few Minutes after I hit, after I yeah, left the Beltway. Sure. So no, nah, it's 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 wild out there. But the, the young lady's name was Heather Hire, the one who was killed mm-hmm. in Charlottesville. So Charlottesville is uh, southwest West, of yeah. DC. Yeah, it's a um, cute town, by the way. It's where UVA is. <laughs> so there was a brother out there. Um, name was Ken Parker. 
he was with the white nationalists last year, um, you know, marching and probably right fighting and doing all the other stuff. Um, but what a difference 12 months makes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mr. Parker uh, crossed paths with a pastor from that area. And this guy became a believer. Um, he actually was baptized recently. Um, and the the pastor, Pastor McKinnon, M-C-K-I-N-N-O-N, you can look this up. It's an NBC News article, um, befriended him. Pastor McKinnon, black pastor from the Charlottesville area, befriended Ken Parker. Wow, um, that's a big deal right that's there. That's a big it deal, is. right? So this we, is you a know, Klansman, a member of the Ku Klux and the Klan. Major. <laughs> all three. Member of all three of them. He was a member of all three, right? And so, but what's crazy, because you were just talking about, you know, when when pastors normally will take the the posture, oh, I just preach the gospel and throw our hands up yeah. and we sort of back off, mm-hmm. this guy engaged. So there's like multiple layers here because yeah. he engaged. That's counterintuitive, the, man. It there's is. a porcupine sitting there. Absolutely. And you're going to go in the direction of the porcupine. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's, I, would, I don't know, honestly, like how people are able to, you know, I, I, if you are a believer, the Holy Spirit leads you. But, you know, I think outside of that, I, I, you know, even as a believer, I would definitely be hesitant. That's for sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Even so, though the scripture, you know, admonishes us. And, yeah. But we're human beings. This yeah. man was living out his faith. Yeah. yeah. And and there's multiple layers to it because you, you have the believer side mm-hmm. where you're, you're doing your duty as a believer. Mm-hmm. Then you got the... The brother's a black man in America, so right. you have that layer. Right. Just befriending another man who was in the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. That's like a that's like another layer. Yeah. That's crazy because you have to think he has to push past his own internal biases. Absolutely. To want to live out his faith mm-hmm. and befriend this guy, and so one thing leads to another, and he he befriends the man. They you know get talking. Um, Pastor McKinnon actually invited him to their Easter service this year, April twenty eighteen. Wow. Um, and this was actually six years, and um, after he had joined the Ku Klux Klan, mm-hmm. and Parker decided he had had enough, and he testified in in front of the 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 church on on that Easter, uh, and he was telling them how he was a Grand Dragon wow. of the KKK. It was crazy. Amazing. So I I speak. More. So he wasn't just a proselyte sitting there. Oh saying, no, no, no white no. power, white power. No, no, no. no, he had risen in the ranks. Oh yeah, no, this wasn't a random in, person. Deep in, yeah, he didn't just get his papers last month. He he was you know he had vested interest. He had a retirement plan, all that. He had all that. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, does it explain how he got to that point? Because I'm I'm very curious. Yeah, you're a he, grand dragon, and yeah. then you meet this negroid. Like, you <laughs> what know. made you say I'm gonna just denounce all of that? I can't wait till their book or their movie or whatever. I can marry something. They they should do a movie about this. This Absolutely. would be amazing. This is great. This would be amazing. So Parker, um, well, what what happened was one of Parker's black neighbors was having a cookout in the neighborhood, and Pastor McKinnon was there oh, and okay. approached him and started talking because he had all his paraphernalia on, had all wow. his. KKK, not the hood and all that, right, but right. probably just like the shirts. Evil, like he had the full hood on. Oh Lord, <laughs> <laughs> burning cross in his hand. What was he doing? No, he just had on his, you know, paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. And Pastor McKinnon approached him and started talking, and they just talked and talked. So he walked in the direction of someone cloaked out in in some KKK gear. 
I'm surprised he that's was even amazing. at this cookout situation. Well, no, you, it sounds like you're saying that the friend of Pastor McKinnon had a cookout. Yeah. And Ken Parker, the, the Klansman, lived in the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Pastor, Maybe he walked out yeah, into Ken his Parker's lawn or something. Ken Parker's neighbor yeah. had the cookout. Got it. Okay. And so that's how they started to talk. So I guess mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the pastor saw him across the street or wherever, wherever yeah. he lived and approached him. Now, this is what Ken Parker says. Ken Parker, again, the white nationalist at the time, says he didn't even know McKinnon was a pastor. Wow. He just knew there was something different about him. Mm. And from there, you know, one thing leads to another. God. He invites him to the church. You know, it's probably all black church. Right, right. right. So I, I, I big up those people, right? Yeah. Not just the pastor, not just the dude leading. I big up those people because you know they were sitting there like, did this dude just invite a grand? <laughs> right. Are they about to come in here and bust the doors in? You know, you got to start looking over your shoulder, yeah, right? Of right. all places for a Klansman, because Klansmen are known for burning down churches. churches well, yeah. and forget, Dylan Roof just shot up a church. So this is not, Oof, you know, we are, we are living in, in that, like we're living in a time where, you know, there was a time where even unbelievers had a certain respect for yeah. church buildings. Right, right. That, that season is over, yeah. right? So you have to believe those people probably had to have some thoughts. So one thing leads to another. He testifies. And he gets baptized. So uh, McKinnon actually pa- uh, baptized this dude. So this has all happened within a year. This is 12 months since Charlottesville. When God converts your heart, he converts your heart. That's amazing. That's like right. that just, you know, that this, this is a divine appointment. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the power of the Lord because now, you know, he's speaking out against hate groups. He's considering himself a former neo-Nazi and, you know, wow. he's speaking out against that stuff and, He's an advocate, you know, not just for that, because when we just limit it to just that, mm-hmm. it, it's limiting the power of God. And so you have to say, no, it's not just I left a hate group. I left the Ku Klux Klan. It's I became a believer. Like mm-hmm. I came into the kingdom of God. Like, you know, what I mean, like so not just limiting it to, oh, you know, I. I don't march. I don't march right. at, at, at you know right rallies anymore or white power. Right. So that that I think is a um, where we can get to. But again, this is when we don't leave these things to children to deal with. You know, as I've said previously, when we leave these matters to children, you get the results that we're getting. But when those who are mature and who are called by the Lord take their right place, this is the kind of things that can happen. Yeah, this is you know? this is interesting to me, because just along the lines of what you just said, because had this pastor not approached had this pastor done what most people would do mm-hmm. and Which refrain, yeah. yes, refrain from approaching, um, you know, this particular person, you know, <laughs> I think it's hilarious because uh, it's like the second or third time yeah, she's done that. AJ, she's done that before. AJ's, I'm glad she didn't start talking. AJ's Normally she busted. She's like, hey, daddy, what's going on? <laughs> AJ's little, cute little daughter just walked in. Aww. But anyway, but um. But yeah, so if the the pastor had done what most people do, which is yeah. to refrain from from speaking to someone like that, where would that man be now? And so I know that mm. something that I've said in the past and that a lot of people say uh, is, why is it black people always have to be the one, you know, mm-hmm. to reach out, you mm-hmm. know, especially to hateful people and why, mm-hmm. you know, but the scripture calls folks to that. Mm-hmm. If you believe, you know, the Bible, if you believe the, the, the you know, the, what, the, what's the written word, then it says those who are offended are the ones that reach out. I mean, the, all this stuff is counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. But my question is, for people who would who would wonder if this pastor was just a step and fetch it, you know, or <laughs> you know, or why he would reach out to a hateful person, or you know, who would question this type of action, my uh, response would be, 
which end result do you prefer? Yeah. Do you prefer this man to continue to be operating in the office of a grand dragon yeah. and impacting and recruiting more people? Right. Um, or would you prefer what ended up happening, which is that someone unexpected reached out to him and actually loved him, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know, through these, these issues. And now you have someone who's speaking out against uh, this sort of hysteria, the hysteria, the white supremacy hysteria. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I think we have to, you know, sometimes believers like to forget that half the New Testament was written by a murderer. Like, you know, Come we, on. We, I mean, we, you just want us, we're going to gloss over that? Like, we cannot gloss you, over you know, that. Because God didn't. So I think when we see yeah. stuff like this, we have to realize that's, we like to, you know, romanticize the yeah. scripture and forget that those was real people. Right. Like, oh, there, there was a real guy who was sanctioning real murder. It was like, we're going to exterminate these cats. And then the Lord met him and used him to write half the New Testament, right? Yeah. Like, those people existed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, if this pastor, you know, pushed past his own fears, right? Fears, mm-hmm. biases, insecurities. Because, yeah, you got to think, they're going to think I'm an Uncle Tom because I'm mm-hmm. out here trying to talk to this. You have to push past all of that, yeah. I think, to that. What we call higher level, what did you call Yeah, yeah higher, higher, level higher hu- order humanity. thinking. Yeah, higher level, no, higher level humanity. Okay. A, yeah, okay. remember we said that a while back. Just There's a higher level of humanity that God calls us yeah. to, and, to push past these And things. juxtapose that against a, a phrase that Avery likes to use, which is low on the brain stem. You know? <laughs> so low on the brain stem is like a knee-jerk reaction. You yeah. know, that back from ninth grade biology, remember the medulla is back there, that mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. controls like, you know, the blinking of the eyes mm-hmm. and heartbeat. So are we going to be just be primal yeah, and just respond? Or are we going to, you know, think on a, on a higher level? That's good. I like that. Yeah. All right. So we're back. We're back. So speaking of things that we want to just deal with when we talk about mature people and not <laughs> immature people, um, we got Miss Trisha Bells in here, and y'all didn't think we was gonna spend the whole time talking about the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> that's not that's not what was gonna happen today. So Miss Bells, Mrs. Bells, excuse me, listen to me, yes. denigrating marriage, <laughs> Mrs. Bell, Mrs. Mrs. So she is the host of Taste Look Listen podcast, yes, and the co-host with her husband of a video blog. Would you could be video vlog? Uh, is that is that minimizing? Vlog, it? I don't know. You could call vlog? it. A, you could say vlog somewhat. Okay, yeah, we okay. do we do Facebook lives more so because we like to interact with the audience okay. live. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've only watched the, the ones on YouTube. I think we have. Okay. Yeah, we do have. A okay, few okay. I didn't even know it was on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook enough. That's no, it's all good. <laughs> I'm. I, I would tell them all the time. I'm more of a Twitter person. I'm. Facebook is like my number two go-to. But anyway, so and so you have the vlog, mm-hmm. Our Sexual Healing. Mm-hmm. So tell us about Taste, Look, Listen podcast okay. and Our Sexual Healing. Sure, yeah. So I started Taste, Look, Listen initially as just a blog because um, I've had a lot to talk about um, as it relates to creatives and entrepreneurship. Um, and so it, it began as, man, I just want to help other creatives try to get more of a handle and a balance on life and business because well, mm. one as Christians, um, I think we struggle with like wanting to be successful. I think we kind of put a cap on how successful we can and should be. Um, and so I, I, that's one thing. And then there's, well, because I'm a Christian, just because I'm doing something, you should just automatically like like what I'm doing, right. um, even though it's trash. <laughs> I'm putting out this trash. <laughs> right? like, come on, you got support. Me. I mean, we talking about God, so <laughs> just join. And it's like, no, 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 no. You have to have 
uh, some sort of excellence on what you're creating. Um, and so I've been just kind of uh, for years just trying to challenge um, not only believers, but creatives uh, as a whole to do better. Um, and so that's where Taste Look Listen kind of uh, came from. Um, and the name is more so because I'm an, I'm an artist. I enjoy, I'm a foodie. You know, I love uh. music. I've been in the music industry for a while, specifically in Christian hip hop. And so I just kind of put those three th- things together and created that. Um, and so, but yeah, so it's kind of turned into more of a vlog uh, because I think it's just easier because I have three children and a husband. So, you know, just trying to write and blog is just sometimes it's Girl, just you see what's much. going on here. <laughs> listen, listen, it's a lot. So you guys address topics specifically aimed at creatives or is it a, a more, a broader swath of topics? So, so now it's, it's, I've, man, <laughs> I had to kind of bring it in more and, and, and make it more simpler for myself, but also more, um, uh, just clear for others. And so now we basically just talk about content for the culture, um, challenging the culture again, to be excellent. So it's not just, you know, for creatives, but creatives are invited for sure. Right, right, right. Um, and just, we, I, you know, hip hop culture, because that's, that's the culture that I, uh, relate with, you know, more specifically, it's kind of who I am targeting. And so we we talk about, you know, all different types of topics, anything that's going on in culture, uh, black culture, culture in general, we are talking about those things um, and just challenging them with, man, just, man, how can I do this better? How can I think better on this topic? How can I, um, you know, act better when it comes to, like we were talking about, uh, a higher level <laughs> of humanity. Because, mm. um, I mean, I, you know, man, just in Christianity in general, we just, we just like, we lower our thinking. I just, and that really bothers me. I think we, oh, okay, I'm just going to give the gospel and that's it. And it's like, or just the, the two, notion of the gospel. Yeah, the yeah. notion of the gospel. And it's like, well, give me more, you know, what, what, how do I apply what you're talking about? Yeah. You know? Um, so that's, how taste look listen came came uh-huh. about yeah Dope. yeah but but my husband and i we also do um like you said it's a vlog slash facebook live uh thing called our sexual healing now let me ask before you go into yeah. it because my wife does vlogs too okay and i because i am not is it interactive like like theirs well is? that's what i want to ask uh-huh. because i've told her why don't you start a YouTube page? Because that's all she does she is should. the Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she's like, yo, we want to get to people. I was like, but why don't you do a YouTube? I'm, I'm trying to encourage her. Yeah. She's into essential oils and all that. So oh, she'll nice. Do the, she, she does a lot of Facebook Lives. And so I'm telling her, why don't you do a YouTube? What is the the pros and cons of, like, of Facebook, and, Facebook Live? Because mm. she says what you just said. We want to interact. I want people to get yes. in. But I'm like, once you do it, if you're not on Facebook, you don't get to see it. Yeah. So do you see the benefit to doing it more on Facebook or more on YouTube? I honestly think you should do both if mm. you can, if if it makes sense for your brand. Okay. I mean, I think it just really depends on what you're trying to do and who you're trying to reach. Okay. Um, so if there's, if she has like, if she's trying to sell oils, like what, it again, it just depends on what you're doing. Because I think with YouTube, because it's such a bigger platform, um, it, 
I, it's just good. And if you're if you're a visual brand, then YouTube is is where it's at. Facebook Live, yes, it's like that. Like, okay, I'm interacting with people, which I think is good. But you can also do that on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, so, YouTube Live. Yeah, with the chat. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, YouTube also it, it, you can monetize it as right. well. So, right. girl, I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying to get <laughs> Like, what are you doing? <laughs> to me, it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, nah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So our sexual healing, because I know, of course, that your husband had an album, or, you know, there were there have been albums mm-hmm. out in which, you know, I just really admire you guys for addressing issues, mm. especially a few years ago that, you know, but this was before Show's album, yeah. you know, before a lot of people were really right, talking right, about, right. you know, intimacy yeah. as believers. Yeah. And so, you know, tell us about the where that came from, you know, in fact, the idea of even doing that. Yeah, so a lot of it stemmed from my background um, and my, so I was molested and raped uh, in, when I was 19, I was was raped and molested at seven. And so because of that background and all of the baggage that comes along with it, you know, we had just been dealing with that in our marriage anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get through it and work through it. I started counseling and when I started counseling, my husband he really saw how it was transforming me. And so he felt like it was something that needed to be addressed publicly, giving his his platform as an artist. Um, And, you know, just dealing with, uh, because we also have counseled couples and been a part of uh, a marriage ministry at our church. And, you know, it's, it's an ongoing, just sexual issues and, things that come from sexual assault, like people don't know how to deal with it. Because it's taboo, right? It's extremely taboo. The church doesn't talk about it enough. And, you know, so he felt like it was something that needed to be, you know, publicized. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so from there, you know, we wanted to help people heal through that. And, you know, I just, we wanted to share our own story. And from that, it just has, it had came our sexual healing yeah. Wow. yeah so that's amazing mm-hmm, Look mm-hmm, at that. mm-hmm. grown grown folk topics oh yes very much so <laughs> yeah very much so i think believers are it doesn't fit with what society sort of has painted us to be mm-hmm. so which is why a lot of believers don't like to talk about that stuff yeah you know like i've even been to marriage conferences where they don't even talk about it that's crazy like, how can you bring a marriage conference and you don't delve deep into these issues. Yeah. I mean, because people come from different backgrounds, That's right? right? People might have had kids before they got married, yeah. Right? They they may they have a bunch of one per, like I know someone that we've counseled personally. Mm-hmm. I remember when they got married, one person was a virgin and one wasn't, mm-hmm. and that caused problems for them when they I'm when they sure. were early in their marriage, yeah. Because the one person who wasn't a virgin was like, "You need to step your game up." Like I mean, they was literally like that. <laughs> wow. So, but that's something you got to talk about, absolutely, you know, because that person has that kind of background. So yeah. society paints us as all we are concerned about is abortion and gay marriage. Yeah. So any other other issue that needs you know some attention mm-hmm. we kind of like oh we'll, we'll we'll deal with that later you know and it later becomes another it's generation yeah yeah, it yeah. Sounds like you know, people who believe in god it seems like it's happened from both angles society has painted us as two-dimensional and we have painted ourselves as two-dimensional absolutely you know you go to a church or someplace every week and you have these set of, sets of beliefs and that's it as mm-hmm. if you don't have a background, yeah. you know, there's no past, there are no thoughts and feelings right. and observation. There's nothing. You're just yeah. a person who believes something and then goes to work and goes to church. And, and that's, that's basically it. Yeah. So that's one thing I love about what you just said, AJ, in, in the show that, in both of the shows that mm-hmm. you just mentioned, mm-hmm. Trish, because um, it, it basically 
forces us to realize we live in a three-dimensional environment and not only that we've been impacted by that Mm -hmm. and so something I wanted to ask you guys uh, since both of you guys are married you know to your respective spouses and you know one thing that I keep on hearing from married people that's a surprise to them even if they had premarital counseling Mm. is that when they came into the marriage there were a lot of unspokens you know, so mm. when you go to premarital, yeah. you know, you, you're supposed to be able to talk about certain things so that the other the partners will know what to expect and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But because of experiences, especially things that happen at early ages mm-hmm. or just unspoken things that you were exposed to and your brain reached conclusions about it without telling you, mm-hmm. you come into a marriage <laughs> um, with certain expectations that you have not communicated yeah. or experiences that you haven't, you know, just assumptions that mm-hmm. you haven't expressed and then you know, challenges yeah. arise. Is that really the case? I mean, I, yes. <laughs> You're the guest. Go ahead. You're the- uh, yeah, I mean, challenges do arise because of that. And I think, you know, if you don't, if you do not communicate, you know what I mean? Because there's a choice. You, you make the choice to either communicate about those things or not. Um, and, and if you don't have that understanding, you and your spouse don't have that understanding, then you're going to have issues. Yeah, but don't certain things, haven't certain things, whether they're traumatic or just mm-hmm. assumptions or just observations, mm-hmm. haven't they flown under the, under the radar of your conscious mind so that you might not have communicated it because, because you just, you know, it just hasn't come up, mm. you know? There are things like that that will that you don't like. You said that you, your brain has come to conclusions. You go, like, oh, well, when did I? Right. When did I decide to think like that? Right. No. The, yeah. The, there are some of those where you subconsciously have drawn conclusions, Definitely. and it doesn't become an issue until it comes up, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Like we were just counseling a couple uh, a couple about two weeks ago. They were in our house at about three o'clock in the morning. Wow. These jokers were going in. Wow. And if y'all are listening, we know we love you. <laughs> You know, no names will be mentioned. But three o'clock in the morning is three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And the uh, issue of oral sex came up, mm-hmm. and that was an issue. Listen, and that's a real. That's a real thing. issue, right? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, well, all right, we're we're about to go here. Like mm-hmm. we wasn't planning to go there. Yeah, yeah. But we went there. We had to go there with them. But I did remember you take I, them the Song of Solomon? No, I didn't. Listen. <laughs> oh, she about to go in. Ah! This is the our it's sexual in the Bible. lady. Okay, <laughs> it's in the Bible, and if you have an issue with Uh-oh. it, then you need to talk to Jesus. <laughs> Normally, when we get Bible, we quoting Paul. We ain't quoting no song of Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> we only quote Paul and Moses. It's in the Bible. It's in, it's in the Bible. <laughs> it's in the scriptures, so you know it's true. But, but I, yeah, that's though. But those are things because that that may have been a subconscious conclusion that we drew, yeah. And you don't realize it until you get there. You're like, hmm, I didn't realize this is what I wanted, but this is what I want now. Yeah. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here, yeah. And so as a as you, as a couple, you have to sort of work through those issues. That's you can't awesome. Just push them under the rug. Absolutely, and I think that's awesome that you and your wife were able to like they, this couple was able to come to you all and have that conversation that doesn't happen often it doesn't it stays either inside that you know one of the spouses or you know it's just you know they're talking it out in their home and it may not work out well and so it's you know people gotta <laughs> it start it being open to having those conversations wow yeah. that's uh there you go <laughs> so if y'all need some counseling you need to holler at Mrs. Bells over here. She she can be reached. <laughs> she can be reached. I'm at T Bells on all platforms. There you all go. Right. There you go. We ain't even get to the end where she give her credit. She's throwing it out there now. 
And I just wanted to mention as a single person, mm. you know, I just have to tell you guys, those of, you know, both of you have been married for a while, but I don't know if you remember when you were single where oh, girl, stop there's that. certain, yeah. right, <laughs> a long time ago when you were single, but you know, especially when you're in a conservative Christian space, mm-hmm. uh, there are certain things that a single person, if they are being, you know, obedient to the, bar- the the parameters that have been given them in mm-hmm. that conservative Christian space, which is another thing that's up for question. But if they mm-hmm. are, there are certain topics that won't come up until the next day after the wedding. Yeah. And that's a shame. You that's know? A shame. And so, bo- okay, so both of you all are saying that's a shame. That's some, you know, these are things that we should be um, open about. Because I think the thing that people who are church leaders are concerned about is that discussing certain things with single people will cause, uh, you know, an orgy in the church. So this, come on. I mean, because we just have to, there's a scripture, I believe it's in Proverbs, where it says, do not remove ancient boundaries set by your forefathers, mm. right? The problem is, no forefather has set boundaries mm. so on those we, topics. On those right. topics, and right. so there are no boundaries set. Like, and so one of the things I know I personally, you know, will do is if I'm meeting with a single woman, I make sure my wife is present. Amen. Just in case those things come up, yeah, that my wife is present, right? So she knows what's going on, mm-hmm. yeah. right? I'm not with a single woman talking about oh, I'm having sexual temptation, right? Let's, you know, I, I, I want to talk through that. No, not sir. With me, you know? we, we have seen what those kinds of <laughs> right, yeah. conversations yeah. have brought about. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, I don't, won't be no Bathsheba's in this joint, you know what I mean? There's going to be none of that going on. <laughs> So emphasis on the bath. (laughs) And so, but you know, but one of the things I do now to, to make sure that, that that is a boundary stone that moves forward is some of the guys that I disciple personally, Mm -hmm. I tell them that Mm -hmm. I say, Hey man, listen, the day is going to come when you're going to be on this side of the table. That's right. These are some of the things you should put in place today so that you don't fall. Right. If you want to counsel a single woman or vice versa. Make sure your wife is in the room, yeah. right? Make sure she's in the room, you know, or so that she can be privy to what is being disclosed. Because there have been times my wife would be like, you need to go ahead and shut that down. Right. Because she is thinking like a woman. Yes. Yep. She's like, no, nah, you need to go ahead and shut that down. Right. Pass that off to somebody else. Really? Wow, what's going on? No, nah, she's trying to manipulate. She's doing this. And, and I'm like, you honor your wife as a help meet. That's right. Not as someone who's walking five steps behind you. That's right. You, you honor her as someone who God has obviously, you know, put in your life who has certain things that she's able to see where mm-hmm. you have blind spots yeah so that you know when when the two are working together there are no blind spots That's right everybody sees every angle yeah instead of you saying trying to shut her down and saying you know i'm the man of you're god. the man you know <laughs> man yeah. the man of god yeah there it is so what is what has been your feedback because i was digging it when i watched a couple i was like oh okay um and it was kind of, for me, it was just kind of weird because I was like, it was weird seeing your husband in that light because it's like, I know him as an MC, yeah. so it's kind of like, oh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of difference, you right. know? Um, what what is what is the feedback been from that? Because I can imagine the podcast feedback, but the the video blog about yes. our sexual healing has that been like you know very positive? Been, oh, really? Very. Okay. I mean, people come out the woodwork saying how it's impacted them, how it's changed their perspective on you know, just how they think about sex and relationships and marriage. Okay. Um, a lot of single people too, um, which has been awesome. Uh, yeah, a lot of positive feedback. We haven't really gotten any like negative, to be wow. honest. Uh, praise that's God. surprising. Right, I was going to say, <laughs> when dealing with the saints, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's surprising. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. 
Because normally with topics like this, he's like, yes, say that for, you know, no, don't talk about that. On, you know, so Save that for the marriage bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's undefiled, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All right. So, I no, mean, and we, we, we put boundaries on what we speak about as okay. well. Because, okay. you know, you have to. It's yeah. not just blah. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I mean, and we I, we also bring up things from current culture and, and you know, combat that with, with scripture and talk about it, you know, because... This is what this is what people are being privy to the culture, and they're more influenced by the culture sometimes than than God and the Bible. I mean, these are Christians that we're talking about, so you know we we always like to bring that stuff up, controversial stuff. And I mean, DJ Khaled, we recently talked about that, and which was an interesting topic, but it had to be talked about oh, again. Man. Oral sex, we're talking about oral yeah, sex, yeah, 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 yeah. and um, just challenging that thinking. Uh, based on what the scripture Y'all didn't say. go on Nikki's response to DJ Khaled yet, have you? No, <laughs> not yet. Not yet, but oh, man, I'm storing funny. up some things. So. That's funny. <laughs> okay, so now, the, the, the reason I was kind of asking that is because, and, and, and that's good to hear, because I know one of my gripes with Christendom in general is when people, you know, they always say, I'm keeping it real, but they use that as an excuse to just be calm. Say whatever, so yeah. So that's good to hear that y'all set up those battles. Nah, this don't need to be talked about. Not on this vlog. Right. That's, that's that's really good to hear. Yeah. All right. So tell the people where they can listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. where they can watch the vlog, and where they can get all stuff Trisha Bells. Yes. So uh, again, I'm at T Bells on all social platforms. My YouTube page, you can watch uh, the video podcast, which is normally uh, shortened. And then you can watch the full audio or listen to the full audio podcast on Spotify, uh, Anchor iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts. Um, yeah. Taste, Look, Listen. That is the name of the podcast. Taste, Look, Listen. Mm-hmm. Y'all, please check out Miss Trisha Bell's work. All right, so we're back. Um, y'all know I haven't had my This Week in the News in about a month. You know, we've been trying to stay positive, but Christians make it hard, man. The, the saints make it hard. <laughs> so there, there's a CNN article. Um, it's about a month ago, so this is a little old. Um, this is, you know, I've been storing this up because we had a couple of series we were doing, but now I want to get back to clown us when, when we put our foot in our mouth. So. There was a pride parade, you know, the gay pride parade um, in Marikina. I want to try to pronounce it right. Marikina. It's in the Philippines. It's one of the suburbs of Manila. And there was a pride parade. There was a. a That's my hometown, by the way. All right. <laughs> my, my mother's from Manila. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We just, we hit on all cylinders today. Wow. Well, there you go. So, um,. Do you speak Tagalog? I used to. Oh. <laughs> Only you would know what the language. I was like, what is that? Oh, this is why she's here. She would know the language of Manila in the Philippines. My goodness. <laughs> Girl, don't go nowhere. I need it. Like, what's the language you I've mean? heard it spoken, and I don't know how. That that has to be challenging. But anyway. Yeah. Because there was something else. What did you pull up when we were talking about Second Temple Jewish stuff? And you pulled up the something. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you got to explain that. Anyway, we off on a Keep tangent. Keep So there was a, uh, a gay pride, a LGBT march pride parade, excuse me, not march, but pride parade in the city of Marikina outside of Manila. And 
Yay! The Saints. The believers show up. Um, with you know, some some believers from the church of uh, it's called the Church of Freedom in Christ Ministries. Um, they walk around with a bunch of signs um, at this pride parade, and not like little signs. The sign that I'm looking at on AJ's screen, um, it will take ten Humongous. people to hold this vertical sign up. It's at least let me see one, two. It's four people holding this big one up. Yeah, and it's not the usual signs. It, it, it's not what you're thinking. God hates you. You're gonna die burning hell. No, it's not those signs. Those signs are bad enough. But like. Like most believers, we only go to one extreme or the other. We have no balance. Mm -hmm. And so these signs are, we're sorry, God loves you. Now, if you would have stopped there, I would have been cool with it. Or if we're you, sorry for the way that, you know, historically yeah. Christians have treated you. Mm -hmm. And if you would have just stopped right there, like, you know what? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. I understand you want to show a little bit of love. That opens the door for communication like the brother with the KKK guy. Because okay. it's, true. Christians, it's true. Christians are known for having these ridiculous signs that will yes. say God hates you know, people who claim to be Christians. I would call them yeah. ain'ts rather than Yeah, saints. what's that Baptist yeah. church? But, oh, Westboro. <laughs> Westboro or whatever. Baptist. Yeah. So, you know, of course, it doesn't. It, it's illogical yeah. to have a sign to tell a person they're going to hell if the person is going to hell why are you informing what right what, yeah. is if that's going to change that makes no sense but yeah. talk about these signs so if they would have stopped that i'm sorry we're here to apologize for the way christians have harmed you okay boom but no not not believers we we, we got to take it further we're sorry for hiding behind religion when we were really scared mm. what i don't understand okay that's a part of the sign that's part of the sign so we're sorry for uh, looking at you as a sex act instead of a child of God. Isn't part of that a sex act? Like, isn't that what makes you LGBT? Like, the sexual act? Like, you know, anyway. Uh, let's see here. We are sorry that we've looked down on you instead of honoring your humanity. Okay. We're sorry uh, we rejected and hurt your family in the name of family values. I can get with... Uh with the that first last one? the first well part of that i would have to carve around those words yeah. you know because yeah uh we're sorry for not listening and we're sorry for judging you so it's a humongous sign um <laughs> it's a cnn article again you can go look it up if you want now again i actually have no problem because the way christians sort of fumble through things a lot sometimes it does deserve an apology mm -hmm. we bumble through a lot of things and put our foot in our mouth but I think in turn, these people put their foot in their mouth mm -hmm. because I'm not here to apologize for calling you, that sexual act unrighteous. Like, I'm not here for that. Yeah, because in the, I mean, if we are people who believe in the book mm -hmm. and we believe that God communicated himself through it, then we have to hold to, just like anybody else does, what our principles are. Mm -hmm. And the principles don't say, you know, we get to kill you. It just, mm -hmm. it speaks against, uh, it, it speaks about what God, about God's design. His standard. And what God's standard is, yeah. you know, so, but, but that's pretty much where our commentary should end. Mm -hmm. And I think that what they're saying is that we've gone above and beyond that, uh, that, that boundary. Yeah. Cause I, I think what they did is they, they fell for the okie doke, um, which is what, uh, unfortunately, a lot of uninformed people do. They'll fall for the okie doke. Cause they, they have, they had other signs. That was the really big one they had in the middle, mm -hmm. but they had other ones like Jesus didn't turn people away. Neither do we. Uh, and stuff like that. But you fall for the okie doke because I can love you mm -hmm. and still expect you to walk righteous. Mm -hmm. You know, the the example that I, I, I love to use when dealing with stuff like this, which is why these people are in this week in the news, um, is when the woman who was caught in adultery, 
Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. And we love the quote, oh, he told him whoever without sin cast the first stone, but he didn't stop there. What's the last thing he said? Exactly. He then calls the woman to righteousness. Mm -hmm. Go and sin no more. Yeah, go and sin no more. You can even lace it into when you share the gospel. When Jesus met the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, Mm -hmm. he says, you You've been married a ton of times, and the dude you with now, right now, is your husband. He you smashing some dude right now. Let's keep out. it one hundred. Yeah. What he's saying is, the dude you smashing right now, y'all not married. Right. So let's, you know, you are in the presence of a holy God, yeah. right? I'm, he kept Jesus, it real. Yeah, he, he, he he kept it real. Yeah. So there was an admonition there. It wasn't just let me I find a bunch you, of feathers yeah. and stroke you with the feathers. Yeah. You're perfectly fine no. as you are. No. No. It so actually that's the, is. The two extremes. There's a standard yeah. there. Yeah. And so, so what they're so what they're doing, it seems like what you're saying, and the reason that you're trying to lambast them, well, I don't want to use that word, but <laughs> is that you're saying they go beyond just saying we have behaved unrighteously to your unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. We repent for that. It seems like they're saying, Let's get as many feathers as possible to stroke you and make you feel good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you just say, Hey, listen, we apologize for the way believers have entreated you in the past that yeah. was wrong, but Mm-hmm. We still gonna have to talk about this <laughs> with mm-hmm. this unrighteousness. Even if there wasn't a but there on the sign, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. put what you should put on the sign, yeah. which is, you know, when 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 signs have come up in other rallies that said you're going to hell or whatever, that was wrong, yeah. and it was, yeah. And this is why I say that you know people falling for the okie doke only because the 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 way that that they're saying we're sorry we're hiding behind religion when we're really scared there was another sign where the guy said i used to be a homophobe wait what are people wait, scared is that it says that in the sign what are they scared what I'm, what I'm trying yeah, to understand. It, it, it actually says i'm sorry for hiding behind religion when i was really scared well if you know the meaning of the term homophobia right that means you're scared of men of mankind, well, like they've repurposed. I'm, I think they've repurposed. Well, that's that what they word. do. Right, of but, see, but see, that's what they do. They they repurpose these well, words redefine. to try to change and redefine them, change the meaning. So now, when you say homophobia, if you were to ask people, what does that actually mean? Because mm-hmm. that ain't got nothing to do with homosexuality. Wow. If if you want to look the word up, but they redefine these terms. Yeah. To try to redirect society, and then they want to call me a homophobe. Nope, I'm not a homophobe. I just don't agree with that lifestyle. And, right. and that and that brings up another question um, about not agreeing. Mm-hmm. In this society of tolerance, do I, do either one of you, do does the man walking down the street mm-hmm. have the right to disagree with you? You know, like are we in? Are we really a tolerant society, or are we not? Mm-hmm. Because if we're tolerant then doesn't someone have the right, in fact, doesn't someone have the ability to say, I love you, but I disagree? Or do we live in a yes-man society? Yeah. Well, we have to, we have to, to, to love someone, we have to agree with everything about them. That's, what type of society do you want? That's where we're going. Yep, that's exactly where we're going. That's where we're at. Well, yeah, that's where we are. Yeah, we're not going there. We are already there. Yeah. So, so listen, Church of Freedom in Christ, y'all come, this is their I'm sorry campaign, but I'm sorry, y'all gonna have to do better than that. I'm sorry that you're sorry, but I'm sorry you're going to have to do a little bit better <laughs> than that. You're going to have to do a little bit better than that. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from, but we, we what does Melania say? We got to be best. <laughs> that joint ain't the best. Terrible. <laughs> that, joint, wow. that joint ain't the best. So we got to be best. And, you know, <laughs> expecting people to behave righteously is different than apologizing for, you know, Harsh behavior in the past. Those are, I think, those are two separate issues mm-hmm. that they they could have been a little bit better, but they got they fell for the okie doke. They fell for the okie doke of being ultra tolerant. That what's what 
it must mean to love like God loves, being mm-hmm. uber tolerant. Mm-hmm. And we don't think that's the case. And more than likely, some of you disagree with me and I probably pissed you off, but it's kind of what I major in here. Hit, so. a, hit us up on social media with yeah, that. You know? You know. <laughs> we love to talk. Don't don't just unfollow me on Twitter like some of y'all have been doing. Whoa. Go ahead and go ahead and go ahead and hit me up and uh, get get at me. Yeah, don't be afraid to. of the discussion. Don't be afraid of the discourse. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not even the mean one. Avery not here today, so you know I'm the <laughs> nice guy. So, <laughs> but anyway, we thank you guys for rocking with us. Thank you, Mrs. Bells, for hanging out with us this morning. Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. So as always, no matter what we're talking about, guys, you know we're going to work to keep God in the mix. So. Hit us up always. And for Trisha and Eva, this is AJ saying peace. Let's get started. I won't teach you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading. They the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinctional You remind them too much of what they listen to This is how we should be, we living sober Wisely proceed as we be moving forward We all want accord as we be getting older And rest in the Lord Cause we give on his shoulders Hold him to his word And how we told him Molded in the image that they beholding Jehovah showed him how he'd have told him The lion and the lamb at the same moment We those who oppose the whole culture The life that we chose can only catapult you That's why y'all froze and shows they don't insult you We leave the clothes and holes for all the vultures The one who knows all will call exposure Throw you all up so you can get closure Your benefit